Sachin Appa, round two on Untriggered. Yeah. Welcome back. I had to do it, man. <laughs> I had so much fun the last time. Talking for an hour. Yeah. Didn't fall asleep. No, Good the That was a first. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was just like, I went to the living room after I texted you and I was like, guys, let's do another episode with Nikhil. And they were like, how come we've already done? I was like, I think I feel like there's more to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. The last time we started talking about some fun things, you were telling us about how Netflix has different thumbnails. Mm. And yeah, you put out I that clip and everyone was like, no, a lot of people are like, this is not news. <laughs> like, this has been going on forever. This, like, pseudo guy is talking <laughs> like he really knows tech. Well, this is, like, bullshit. It's so basic. I'm like, okay. Maybe. Maybe it you was got, basic. You got I hate for that episode. Like, <laughs> I, got, I, I saw some of the comments. I mean, one person said that it was, it was actually very basic tech. And I wasn't aware it was basic tech. I was actually quite mind blown by the fact when I yeah, first discovered it. Basic for you may not be basic for someone else, right? Mm. He might be a tech CEO. I don't know. Like, he knows... <laughs> He was just trying to show off, probably. Basic guy. is like a Gen Z slang where you describe people also like that. You're like, oh, that's a basic girl. No, but realistically speaking, which gen are we in now? Have we moved? Have we transitioned to alpha or are we still at Z? <sighs> Z is no like 97 onwards. No, man. Don't, yeah. don't categorize us in Z. Uh, we are now. No, no. 97 to 2000 uh. is still Gen Z. But we are in that weird part of Gen Z where we've had a millennial upbringing. Mm. But we are on the edge, basically. We huh. are like. I think the edge. we should call ourselves Zillennial. Like it's it's a mix of the two. No, I feel like you're truly Gen Z if you're born in ninety seven, ninety eight. If you've had like kind of a like if you've grown up in a well to do household. I j I just wanted you guys to know that if you're trying to demystify your existence, <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> oh. You're not making any sense. Oh, okay. To me, to people watching this or to Let's oh. I I I just don't like that term. Like Gen Z, it's like gotten on my nerves now. Because we talk to brands and stuff, right? To like get sponsors. And the, this is what the meetings sound like. So we want you to come up with some organic Gen Z content which caters to the Gen Z. And mm. did I mention that Gen Z should relate to it? And like hearing that again and again, I was like, why? So usually these are people who have absolutely no clue what they're talking uh, about. Mm. Yeah. Or have never gone and experienced life in, in, in a real sense. And if you've just gotten offended by this, <laughs> I'm not apologizing because you know it's true. <laughs> um, it happened a lot in the music business as well. You mm -hmm. know, people want to just categorize music into neat little boxes so they could be sold by music executives yeah. mm. under these neat little box categories. And I think that's what marketing folks might try and do sometimes. You remember, remember when g being a trending hashtag was considered to be like, yeah. it is so cool. And yeah. you know, guys who handle social media accounts would brag about the fact that my hashtag was trending yeah. for four hours, bro. Trending mm, yeah. nationwide for four hours. Right, how many tickets did you sell? Two. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no difference. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're using all the wrong kind of metrics, if you want to use that word, to measure what the heck you're supposed to be doing. So Gen Z, Gen Alpha, Gen Millennial. X. The point is, get that same person who's talking about Gen Z yeah. to describe vibe. Mm. If you're able to pass the vibe check, then we can have a conversation about how you want to market your product. Yeah. Yeah, that's if fair. you don't pass the vibe check, then you don't have any clue about what you're talking about. Yeah. You're just here for the for the salary. Yeah. Vibe is also another sorry, one of sorry. those <laughs> words. Where, <laughs> like people use the word vibe, vibe to describe. Mm. Vibe check is still fine, but like they're like, oh, we should vibe to this. Mm. What does that mean? We should vibe we to should this. Should yeah. Oh, if you, if you really want to mess with their heads, mm. um, say that, you know, I think this is a product I would like to fuck with. Mm. <laughs> and have their heads explode. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. Does it mean you like it? You don't? <laughs> fuck with it. I fuck with it. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah. But I think fuck with it at least has like a more positive outlook. No, bro. No? I mean, the, 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 the generation of, of the marketing dudes mm. Mm. and the sales they, dudes, they, they, think, they think you're abusing it. They think okay. like, let's try it out next This time. is an artist <laughs> I would like to fuck with. Mm. They probably think you want to get into a fight with them. Yeah. Oh. That's Have you seen that Osho clip where he's talking about how versatile the word fuck is? Yeah. I, <laughs> may, have, I may have seen it sometime after college. I have a vague recollection of it. Hmm. But I, I really do think, I mean, it can be, it can be used in so <coughs> many different ways, affectionately, yeah. aggressively. Um, what's the other word that I, that, that, what's the thing that I like to use? Um, wait, it'll come to me. Yeah. Passive aggressively. Mm. Mm. I love yeah. that expression. Yeah. Passive aggressive. <laughs> 
Yeah, my dad had sent me that clip recently. Oh, yeah. The Osho's. Yeah, that's your dad trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, look, I also, I also see all yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just sending me random reels nowadays. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Paul. I'm doing a live podcast right now, <laughs> and this is being recorded. Hi. <laughs> all good. Uh, I'll be finishing the podcast in about. Can I put you on speakerphone? Hold on. Yeah. You're on speakerphone right now. Yes, you're on speaker right now. Don't do that. I just Hello did. <laughs> the the boys are have you well you haven't seen the untrigger podcast right they're really irreverent boys uh-huh. and um they tend to be quite horny <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah she should on, you should buy <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you sell it <laughs> sorry Paul sorry I had I had to I had, I had to do that to you she's, sorry <laughs> she's not gonna watch <laughs> uh, I think this is the first time a guest wife has called <laughs> during the podcast. No, I think she had called last time also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't... He, you he can't has re- to keep checking in. No, you really can't, like... You can't not When answer. the wife is calling, you pick up. I think. Yeah. Dude, she's my guiding light. Mm. She's the reason I've done all the things that I've done in the music space. It's, it's basically been her vision, her ideas. Mm-hmm. She's like the architect and I'm the contractor. How old were you when you guys met? Uh, I met her in 2000. That would put me at about 26 Yeah. Okay. And you've been together since? Uh, there was a brief period that we broke up and we went a separate ways for six months, realized that it wasn't working out, us being separate, and then we got back together and then decided to get married. Mm. So it's been what, like eight years, ten years now? Since we got married? 2006. We got married in 2006. Okay. We got engaged in 2004 <coughs> or five. then we broke up and then we got back together. Yeah. You better have your dates right <laughs> if she's watching this. <laughs> Dude, so here's what I did. I decided to ask her to go out with me, like officially, you mm. know, because girls, yeah. this yeah. is important, on a date that I knew that I would not forget. That being? Kandi Jayanti. Okay. Oh. Second October. Second October. Dry day. <laughs> <laughs> never forget that. Dry day. On a dry day. <laughs> so you Come knew on. you were taking your decision sober. <laughs> Just to make sure, you know. Because, you know. <laughs> But what is that? What is that like? Being married to someone for so long, like for us now, we're just like, we've just started thinking about like maybe getting into a relationship, and because we've been in relationships before, but now it's like, either you make up your mind that I want to be in a solid relationship, and then you seek that, or you're just fucking around for whenever until you're ready. I don't think just seeing someone for a while then getting to know them more and then deciding to get in a serious i don't think that works for me at least it hasn't worked because then you just end up wasting a bunch of time i mean if you're asking me for relationship advice i don't know whether i'm the right person because i mean it looks yeah i mean it looks like on paper (laughs) among the four of us you seem like you're the best at listen (laughs) (laughs) you have the best track record yes i'm also i'm also a bit of a passenger and an observer and i like the word that you used earlier on the zillennial and i and i genuinely believe that my generation is probably going to be the last generation that is going to see more people stay married forever mm. than less. We're seeing more and more people separating and sometimes they're for, for genuine reasons and sometimes they're for reasons where they, where the couple is just not willing to work together on an issue and you know sometimes get on together even though yeah. there are differences in a relationship. That's going to become more and more hard because um, more individuals today are asserting their individuality, guys and girls. Mm. We've seen this for a long time, especially in the generation that I'm from. My generation and the generation before me was when they really started to focus on, on girls' education. Mm-hmm. And parents would, would educate their, their daughters highly. They would excel in, in academics. They would excel in, in, in life. They would start their careers. And then when they got married, the same parents would tell their daughters to compromise because you know mm-hmm. you have to adjust. They would never tell the boys to do this. They yeah. would always tell the girls. And over time, girls have gone, mm, no. Mm. I think if we're going to adjust, we both need to adjust, mm-hmm. right? And if we're not, then maybe this is not the right relationship for me to be in. Mm. And I think we're going to see more and more of that because boys are still brought up largely, I believe, in our society by parents who think that the sun shines out of their ass. <laughs> and they grow up with that. They grow up with that. F- and it starts yeah, when, you're, yeah. when you're two and three years old. I think we spoke about this last yeah, time that, you know, yeah. the, the way I treat my wife gets imprinted on my daughter even before she learns to walk and talk. Correct. Yeah. Right? So she expects that from her partner when she grows up. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And if you if you're treating your wife badly in front of your kids, mm. then that's what they expect growing up, and that that imprinting happens over time. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, boys. Even though you're saying you know it's an equal society, we 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 respect women, we respect women, but beyond the point, it's like no, I'm the boy, I'm the man. Yeah. yeah, do what I'm telling you to do. That has to change. Feel I like mean, that's a factor in like marriages not happening. They're like, I don't want to get married now. Well, there's there's, al- there's there's also really strange. I was having a conversation with someone who said that one couple was getting divorced because the guy refused to pick up the girl's mother from the airport. You know, so it hmm. it is also frivolous yeah. to the point of being idiotic. <laughs> that is so stupid. It like is it is stupid. That's what I'm saying. People yeah. are not willing to go. Wait a minute. Let's just sit down and work yeah. through this. And if we can't work through this, that's okay. We'll just kind of it'll be a mm-hmm. a scar that we'll carry, but mm-hmm. we'll get through with it because it's more important for us to be together as a family or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it is it is hard work. Relationships are hard work. If anybody tells you it's all you know sunshine and flowers, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And also, I think for people our age, it's just that I'll open my explore right now, okay, and you just see. it's just like one girl after the other and it's just like you you're looking at that and subconsciously you're always comparing which is like a very it's not the right thing to do but comparing you know, what like yeah. your partner you're like mm. okay I'm with this but I could be with this girl like yeah. so mm-hmm. before like you get married to someone and on a daily basis like you'll meet an attractive girl at the store and like you look at her she's attractive and you walk by what on social media is like okay let yeah. me like it and see maybe i'll follow yeah also there's maybe more let me reply to a story <laughs> and then it's just like because you you there is access before there was mm. just like no access so people always think they have options but that's just toxic and it ruins I, everything i won't i won't call it toxic man i think it's 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 the nature of the environment that we live in mm. you know, the, the reason um i came across this term recently body count is has become an issue now is because there are options you yeah. have the opportunity to be to be with multiple partners and to and to explore um your own body your sexuality and and to live your life in that manner but then beyond a point and there and there comes a point in everybody's life i think and and now that i'm at that age where i can look back at the past 10 years and i can and i can see a lot of my friends going through that phase when you go yeah the sex is great but what i really want is someone that i can like go Talk and have a bagel them. with yeah or mm. go and like watch a movie with or or listen to them tell me about their favorite book and i can tell them about my favorite movie compatibility and companionship takes precedence over sexuality mm. yeah. yeah but i think at this age right now the age that you guys at sexuality is key mm-hmm. that's 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 what drives you i mean being sexual is what drives you and i think that's fine yeah but you will get to that point we go i want to get yeah. breakfast yeah yeah no it's like now i just want to take a nap you know like i just want to <laughs> cuddle sometime that's that that's fun too you know there, there, there. <laughs> i feel like i feel like what i wanted at 21 was like the sexual act dude what do you want at 22 is going to be different what do you want at what yeah, you want at yeah, 25 yeah. is going to yeah. be different that's yeah. going to that's going to keep changing and evolving and it's also a function of of I have to say this it's a function of technology as well like yeah. you said you have access in your phones i was talking to a friend of mine from amsterdam who said that the, a lot of gay bars in amsterdam had to shut down because of grinder mm. you know and then you realize that oh. the function that nightclubs and bars mm. played was in getting people to socialize and meet because they wanted to have sex they yeah, wanted right. to meet where else would you meet to yeah. to hook up with somebody else yeah. and once it became online those places became irrelevant yeah and a lot of these really great institutions i mean bars and clubs and as institutions yeah. shut down because it all went online that's yeah. horrible yeah that is so interesting <laughs> now yeah, they don't need to like they just they can just message right yeah man but the idea of hanging out making eye contact over a bar yeah. buying somebody a drink yeah. you know yeah. dancing that's with them that's a lot more organic waiting till the end of the Smelling night smelling their body odor <laughs> 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 waiting yeah. till the end <laughs> where they're like a little too bas 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 but that's what bars are like yeah, man. It, yeah. when you go there first everyone is just waiting for like the three drinks to go down where because at the start of every night where you go it's like nothing is happening everyone's just standing around yeah like in front you of the dj the there is that like what do you call it yeah you can feel the resistance it's the black hole the, yeah, yeah it's a when black hole it's like there. a yeah there's this energy yeah. where everyone's repelled and then it just like moves in and then so this is one of the reasons the i'm not a big fan of tables in 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 clubs yeah. like clubs because then you become insular you don't yeah. you're not talking right. to anybody else you're not interacting you're not socializing yeah. i kind of like 
the open spaces, the warehouse sort of spaces, yeah. which yes. is a long bar yeah. where you could accidentally meet somebody or have a conversation with somebody while you're ordering a drink. Yeah. So that's that's more sort of organic to the community that I love, which is yeah. the we're all in this together. We yeah. have the music. We we love each other. As it's opposed to that, like VIP service, bottle culture. service, bottle service. Bottle that is like not a fan of it. Yeah. But from a, from a from a PNL point of view, <laughs> <laughs> you need it. You make, you make more money selling one table than you do selling a hundred tickets. Man. That is so it's, it's, it's hard, and you know artist fees are not going down anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. So as you start doing these bigger and bigger events, you, you need to sort of factor that in as well. No, I mean, give them tables, give them good service, but like you don't have to be pouring champagne on the floor is what I'm saying. That like, is just, that is abhorrent, man. I mean, that culture of opening a bottle of champagne and spilling it on the floor. I, I mean, I've never been able to wrap my head around I, it. No, it's very simple. It's, it's like I can afford to buy all these bottles and, no, and pour it on the floor. It's not even that. It's like those people myself. who like pop the bottle and they'll shake it and all like, mm. I'm not, I don't understand the logic behind why does it make you feel so good? Like what? How does it make you feel great about yourself that you're wasting so much alcohol and you're just like dirting people around <laughs> you? For what joy? I don't know. I think I think that I blame Formula One for that. Yeah, <laughs> even that I, was the I kind of blame. That I could get. Yeah, I feel like if you won a Formula One race, you get to it spray some champagne. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> if you've just gone out and you can afford a bottle, I don't think that's. Yeah, but the, I mean, it, if you want to celebrate worse, like the fact that you can afford. <laughs> <champagne>. <laughs> <laughs> I free bu- free booze on New Year's Eve and people are doing it with bottles of beer. Yeah, yeah. that's dude. If you're doing it beer with beer, just there was this there was this one time I had gone out and there was this guy who bought the champagne bottle and he wanted to open it and spray it. So the management came running and they're like, "You can't do this." So they took him to the side where the drain was there. He shook the bottle and sprayed it in the drain. He's dead in the drain. He like, just really wanted to spray it, man. Like, I was like, what joy you know. did you get from doing that? So I don't, know, I, I don't know where this trend came from. If it came from the internet and you're, and you're trying to be cool by emulating that, uh, firstly, you're not scoring any girls by pouring champagne. I mean, I know you have yeah. a lot of money, <laughs> which is what the girls are after, which is fine. It's, 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 it's okay. Um, but that's not what's attracting the girls to you. And the fact that you're trying to be cool and individual by doing something, that's a trend that you picked up on Instagram. I don't know how cool an individual that is. Yeah. So have a think about it. What do you think is the move? I think what you should do, if you really want to show how much money you have, you should drive your Lamborghini into into the club and drive it out of a window. <laughs> into the club? <laughs> to say, I've got so much money, let but me show you, instead, of, in, of instead of spilling champagne, let me spill my Lamborghini <laughs> out of the 19th floor onto the street. That would be... <laughs> see, now that's really showing... Not yeah. just your wealth, but also class. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be ideal for everyone, I think. <laughs> because most of the time, the clubs, the champagne that they're giving you is is, is the worst champagne in the world. Yeah. Not even champagne. It's just a, like some sparkly, bubbly sparkling, thing. Yeah. Because they know they're going to be spilled, right? So they're not wasting any of the good stuff on that. Mm. So if you really want to show off, do it classily. <laughs> Drive your car out of a window. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see someone on a high floor. <laughs> someone will do it, dude. Don't attempt this at home. <laughs> <laughs> this <game>. I mean, <laughs> the places that we've been to, we haven't seen too much of it. But like, you see clips online, and I'm just like, well, what is this? What is happening? Like, you don't want to be around that. And I feel like the most fun venues to go to are the venues that don't offer that, where everyone is in the same room. Like, there is mm. no special treatment for mm. everyone. You could pay for the most expensive alcohol, but that's the most you can do, like with money. I think we've reached a stage where we like bars. small bars yeah. where you can sit down, listen yeah. to good music, have a conversation. We, we, we actually created a bit of a monster accidentally. We do we do this property in Goa called Satellite. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> and one year at Satellite, we, we changed the console from the from where it was in the club. This mm-hmm. was a club called La Rive, which is now Levels. Yeah. And we brought it to the other side of the club and we had no place to put the VIP, so mm-hmm. to speak. So we said, just put it behind the DJ console. Yeah. Mm. The guys went like, what? Nobody wants to stand behind the DJ console. VIP is now you be in front, yeah. you look at the DJ's face. Mm. Mm. I'm like, bro, there's no other place to do it. We put it over there. So we put up like this chicken wire mesh mm. between the DJ and, and the backstage area. And that year there were fights amongst people to try and get backstage because it became the coolest thing. Yeah. Mm. And now every single event that I see has backstage mm. as With tickets yeah. being sold. Yeah. It is a monster that we've accidentally created. Mm. But it makes a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Because you just have a whole bunch of people who just want to be seen around the artist. Yeah. Like around the creator. It's the, the boiler room effect also, no? Not yeah. 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 
No, as in, the, when, <coughs> when we build our backstage areas, now we build it with like a little bit of care. So it, it actually is the nicest place to be because there's great sound. You're not getting pushed around. You have great view of the, of the club, the artist and everything. But it, it was an accidental phenomenon. It wasn't sort of yeah. orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. I think for people, it also gives them that opportunity to put their stories standing yeah. over there and showing the back of True. the DJ. It's a status <laughs> move, right? Like I can be next to the artist when I'm... When I'm at the club, sab log tum audience mein ho. It's oh. it's status good. without spilling a bottle of champagne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. What do you think about meet and greet passes? Are you a fan? Mm. I I don't have a have an issue with it. I think it's great to to allow fans access to their favorite stars, especially when their stars live halfway across the world and they and they come to your city for a mm. music festival. Um, I'm not a big fan of doing it like a. um like a conveyor belt where you can mm. yeah. everybody comes take a photograph go come take a photograph go <laughs> yeah mm. um it would be great I th- and i think it works both ways it'd be great for fans and the artists to have you know like 5 minutes of a meaningful conversation mm. but it's very difficult to find that fan who wants to have a meaningful conversation because most people just want a picture for the gram yeah. Yeah. so you don't really know you know who's How being genuine or, or who's not yeah but it, because i know i I've, i've been a fan all my life of of some of the bands that i've grown up listening to and it would be great like i never wanted to get aerosmith's autograph i never wanted to like get an autograph of iron maiden mm. but to be able to sit down and talk to them about their life and where they've come from mm. of course it would do their head in if they did this with fans across the world but for yeah. me that would be meaningful yeah. to sit down and and basically spend like a few minutes having a conversation rather yeah. than here's the picture mm. and off you go so there are there are people that you've grown up watching and somewhere you just feel like if we sat down to talk i feel like like we'd get along <laughs> like that's people like, like you look Diplo, at bro, like ha like, generally in my life like, if, if, if we sat down with diplo i feel like we'll have fun or mm. someone even like sharuk i feel like most people are like hey i could you know yeah. i feel like if he sat down here one day it'd be like he'd have fun i so think he would too i think you should <laughs> so definitely you should definitely get him on the show i've i've interacted I, with him I, a few <laughs> times and he is incredible for the um for the amount of time he has to spend on people that he barely knows mm. Mm. and he makes it a point to to acknowledge everyone in the room yeah. while entering and and while leaving and that's a quality that not too many people have and i think that sets him apart from a lot of other actors in the business uh, across the world not just in india um but i will say this that if you do sit him in this chair you're going to spend about an hour getting him to break down sharu Yeah. Really? Away a lot of layers yeah. because it is it is all him i think mm. i don't know him very well i i i'm not going to try and <coughs> pretend like i do but i think there's so many layers of of what he does before you actually get into mm. who he really is yeah. and all the things that he does they're all genuine and all nice and they all come from him nobody's manufactured it for him mm. but i think there's there are a lot of layers of the onion yeah i mean and i think you build those many layers when you become the biggest star in the world almost mm. and you're like you don't get to i think oh. he was always like that bro that's <laughs> that's my gut feeling mm. that sharuk has always played sharuk yeah. even to himself in 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 real yeah. life but i think it's, that it's comes only, from i think he's only himself when he's looking in the mirror and brushing his teeth yeah like by himself i think that comes from a place where i think he always knew that he's a star before arguably he even true? became a star arguably true like he knew that this is what i am and this is mm. This is what my worth I is. I watched that first yeah. TV sh- TV serial of his and even as a kid I was instantly drawn to him on the screen. He always had that quality where mm. in a group of people you would look at him on the screen. He always had that quality. Yeah. Fake it till you make it I guess. I don't know bro. I don't like know. Like not but how, how does that fit in here? Cuz <laughs> cuz he's always had that in his mind. So I think he naturally was drawn to becoming a superstar cuz from day one probably he knew Or or it's just charisma. It's just charisma. That too, man. And build charisma that. Where you yes. repeatedly tell it to yourself, I think. So, so what's your story? Why did why did you guys believe that a bunch of guys just talking on the microphone would be something that would <laughs> interest other people or make you money? Uh, In this case, it does both. Um, I mean, I knew. I think I was aware enough to know that a bunch of guys talking won't. interest people your opinion like if i want people to care about my opinion there needs to be some credibility so like we kind of went in heavy to earn that like why why should you listen to us 
why why would you i i knew it would work at some point but like it's a lot of the effort that goes behind the scenes is what's made it to be here because right now also there's a lot of people doing podcasts yeah i mean just we, we have formula. some footage of some of the effort that went into making this show possible behind <laughs> <the scenes. laughs> yeah it is a lot of work no but but i think what what works for us is the natural friendship that we have and we've been friends for over 10 years so i mean i'll go one step further and say what also works is that when you when you do stuff that is um clickbaitable it doesn't come across as being forced it just comes across as a natural extension to the conversation that yeah. a bunch of guys mm. will be having yeah we never like want to we are now going to ask a controversial question yeah, yeah, yeah if it comes up it comes up like i know i'm i'm missing out on so many views by not asking some of the questions that people would like go on a podcast and it would be like a template these five questions to i have to ask i will try to bring it up in the conversation i'll try to stir the conversation there naturally but if it doesn't go there i'm not too fast mm. like i know i'll we'll do like someone like you i know you'll keep coming back on this show i feel like as we just go like I how just, i felt like i'm just here for the coffee bro <laughs> <laughs> no See that's the, that that's the goal like <laughs> we want to get guests and have them on again like we want this to go beyond just that one interview mm. Mm. so i would we try our best to become friends with the guests so are you are you bringing miss pande back on uh, <laughs> oh wow he's I he's mean, directing that I, I mean i listen i i watched a little bit of of the the clip that you made after yeah. um she was uh, born again yeah <laughs> and man i'd like, watch the episode if you brought her back on yeah i know i know I mean I we And you know she'd come. She'd come. She would. I she'd do anything. <laughs> <laughs> If she can die and come back then anything is possible. Uh what what do you think about that? Cuz I said what she wanted to do it worked and for someone who had nothing to lose it kind of made sense for her to pull a stunt like that. And if it got people talking okay like she got what she wanted. But Exactly, she got what she wanted. It's not what she said she wanted. She yeah. didn't I, yeah. I don't believe that she wanted to raise awareness for anything. I think she wanted attention on herself and she got she got what she wanted. But if it didn't raise awareness isn't it like a It's It's a good thing, right? It's technically it was not the best I, way to I don't go about I don't it. think it's raised any awareness. No. What what have you discovered about cervical cervical cancer and uh the vaccine for it? I don't think but I don't think we are the people because I knew what cervical cancer was before this happened but i feel why like why would why would you not be the target audience your partner is susceptible susceptible to cervical cancer just <sighs> as much as a woman is i'm assuming no, if, your, sure. if your partner's woman that is no for sure but like we spoke to a bunch of girls about this when it happened and they all knew mm. what cervical cancer was and they knew they had to take the vaccine either they had taken it or they were going to take it but i feel like if you go to a tier 2 or a tier 3 city where there's a lot of people who because poonam pande everyone kind of knows her but doesn't really know they just know that she exists mm. and her suddenly dying out of nowhere due to this disease they're like oh if someone as young as her can go maybe we should cons- i feel like it's even if it's like 2% i feel like it's done something no i mean there's no way to actually determine what the fallout or what percentage of people may have actually researched cervical yeah. cancer out of it but having grown up in cities like agra and secunderabad and still remembering what it was like to be in those communities and those cities hmm. um my gut feeling is that most people would respond to that in a way where they said oh this famous person faked her death mm-hmm. to raise um to draw attention to herself and then she they came back remember the i reason. don't think they will get into the details of what she faked her death okay. over mm. that's that's my feeling Of course, I could be wrong. I th- there was an uptick in searches. So yeah, of course, like, like Google HPV searches and for that. Cancer, so if that's done something great, but like I feel like her, she has that reach where when she came to do the episode, like the security guards downstairs were taking pictures with her. Mm-hmm. They all knew who she was. Mm. So I'm like, okay, like everyone kind of knows her, so it must have done something. That's what I l- want to believe. Mm. because it's the shittiest thing to do like faking your own death like we were all genuinely upset that day 
I saw the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, this I was the next day where we were like, yeah, we were like, no, you could not have come back. Okay, yeah. for, for, for me, for me, the, um, the, the objective and the goal, if you're going to create awareness mm. for HPV and cervical cancer is for people to research how you can contract it. Mm. Yeah. Because it is really easy to contract it. Yeah. HPV, not yeah. cervical cancer. And if that is what was the focus of it, then it makes sense. But mm. if you're not going to educate young boys and girls about how easy it is to contract HPV and how, and why you need to be careful or how you how you need to take precautions, mm. then it's kind of like, hey, publicity stunt, one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. five years down the line, we'll understand how effective this was. Yeah. Whether people will remember it for that or just, like you said, a celebrity fake their death. Mm. Are, there any, are there any other stunts like this? Which celebrities faking their death? Death, I don't know, but like there's been some like weird stunts celebrities have pulled. Which ones? I can't uh, remember. Um, nothing as vague as this though, and no one else could have done it other than her. Because, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just go back to this one point. If 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 we're going to get anything positive out of this, uh, yes, there's an HPV vaccine that's out now. It's recommended yeah. for uh, for girls of the age of 14 up to 40. Is that right? I'm not exactly sure of the age, but as a guy. What role can you play in making sure that your partner does not get HPV? Why don't you Google search that? Mm. It's not just a disease for girls. Mm. Guys mm. play a partner as well. Can play a partner as well. So if that Google search goes up because of this episode, yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> 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 and none of us have to die. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, bro. Like when I think of celebrity scandals, I think of Kim, Kim, Kim Kardashian. That was like wild. Do you know any scandals that we've had here, like in India, like in Bollywood or something like that? I'm, I'm not connected to that world at all, bro. Not really? at all? Not at not all. Not even I from like a, MTV? They, they stopped uh, letting me do Bollywood interviews because I walked out of two interviews because uh, the star was late. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, but you have to wait for them. I'm like, no, we, we don't. There's a time. <laughs> at the end of the day, we're also MTV. It's a symbiotic relationship. They need mm. us as much as we need them. And if right. they're just going to be disrespectful of people and their time, then I'm not hanging around. So then they took me off interviews and they put somebody else onto it. Oh, sure. somebody else so I don't really... Late. Somebody else with a lot more patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we spent some time looking outside so we weren't that late. No, that's why we have a studio at home yeah. now. So like, if you're late, just like come whenever we're at home yeah. we're ready. <laughs> you know the so one person was never ever late on on shoot with amongst all the people that i've worked with and, and all of my co-features have at some point in time i've been late they've been late the one person was never ever ever late Shadow. and if she's even oh. a minute late she will come and personally apologize to you and to the crew <coughs> is sunny leon mm. she is super super professional yeah. the most professional person that i've worked with in the industry over the 20 years that i've been there i think that's because she hasn't grown up here so her Timing is like not the Indian. It's also, I think, inherently her work ethic is, it's not just about where she grew up and, and the work ethic that she imbibed from there. It's her as a person. It's it's yeah. what she believes in. You have stars who will come and, you know, buy biryani for the whole set and say, mm. Main sab ke liye biryani leke aaya hu and, mm. you know, try and mm. be fake about it. Sunny is not 1% fake, bro. Everything that she said, like, if she comes and apologizes to you because she's two minutes late, she means that apology. It's yeah. not a, I need to do this because, you know, yeah. I'm a star and I want people to think that I'm I'm humble and I'm, really easy to get along with. She's she's for real. Yeah. She's also one of those people uh, that you know that she'll be fun to have a conversation yeah. with. Absolutely. I think we should get have her you, on at Have somewhere. you never done an interview with her? No. Come no. on. No, we, we would love to. Yeah, we would love to. Not yet. Okay. And she also... She's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Daniel and let him know. Oh. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> He's walked in today and he's going to get us to He's sorting our guest list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she is, like, even her presence on the shows that she's done is, like, quite fun. Like, you, she's a good part. She's an integral mm. part of every show that she's on. Even with Splitsvilla and yeah. stuff. Like, she fits in so well in that yeah. whole dynamic. You've done Splitsvilla yet? I think yeah, I did, did, yeah. I did, yeah. In fact, the last season of Splitsvilla I did was the first one that Sunny did. And um, she wasn't very comfortable in Hindi at that point in time. She still, mm -hmm. she still struggles a little bit with it. I mean, but she's a lot more comfortable now than what she was. Yeah. But you know what came through on that season of Splitsvilla was her inherent affection for all the contestants when they were either getting kicked out or there was a fight mm. between them. And mm. there was this little sort of 
girly older sister side of hers that came out during that show which was amazing to to see yeah. and was all genuine she would really feel for the contestants and feel what they were going through when this was happening and i think that endeared her not just to the contestants but the people watching the show as well mm. Mm. yeah i mean that show is kind of wild so like <laughs> even as an audience sometimes you're like okay i'm like i feel kind of bad for what they're going through at the moment it is that Because it's all on camera to go through all of those emotions Gosh, on camera. I, I couldn't do it. Could you? Could you guys be a contestant on maybe, Splits or Rodies? Maybe, maybe. I've never watched yeah. it. Rodies, I don't think we're fit enough to do Rodies. It's not <laughs> a Rodies. Though is out there's, of question. There's for no us. chance, but it is. It is a different. I mean, being yeah, a reality a, show contestant yeah. is yeah. like it's very taxing. It's a different mental thing, and I don't say that in a negative way. Mm. It's 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 hard because now people that are coming on reality shows. They are studying shows and doing it because they want to win. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes mm-hmm. onto a show and mm-hmm. wants to get kicked out in the first or second episode. So they're yeah. really like working on what they're going to do, how they're going to do, and mentally it is phenomenally taxing because you're mm-hmm. dealing with twenty or twenty-five other contestants, all of whom want to make sure that you get kicked out before they get kicked out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's it's rough. It's a good format. I like Splits Villa's format. When I was a teenager, I used to watch a lot of Splits Villa mm-hmm. for the format. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's like you you go out and you play games with girls and you like you win an award at the end of it. So that's what you've learned. Huh? <laughs> Doing that in real life. Well, there's a secret way. Yes, of. See, Rodis and Splitsola are shows where you're like there is actual games happening and even like personality based games yes. where you're like playing it in the background. Yeah. There's shows like Big Boss now that used to be that. Well, Big Boss has become like this thing where it's just like, oh, if you're the most famous person is going to win because they do mm. voting. I don't mm. know how legit the voting is, but it's like I don't know. Mm. you could be whoever and still win the show. Yeah, right? sh- but there are still tasks, right? Like every all but these the games. But the tasks do nothing. Like I mean, if you win the task, you can't. They can't take you out of the game. But right? if you're popular, then how gonna kick you out anyway? Yeah, they'll make sure <laughs> you're there till the end. So it's like being good with everyone and also being good at the game. So it's obviously taxing, and not many people can do it. It's not easy. I don't know, man. I feel like you think you can win Splitsvilla. <laughs> I don't know. I've <laughs> never imagined myself in that situation. I can make a call. Unless <laughs> 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 you have to sort everything. <laughs> <out today, bro. laughs> Yugo would be good on Splitsvilla. I feel like, like yeah, I feel I like so. you're the. I think I think I could do. I, I, I don't know what the concept is. I've never watched a full episode. It's it's a uh, um, <laughs> technically it's supposed to be single guys and single girls mm. put together in a in a house. Check. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they compete against each other in different sort of games. Mm, um, yeah. The underlying theme is love. romance and yeah. love, and then eventually somebody wins. You have to find your ideal compatibility. Match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the judges, I think they decide if this is real or like if what you guys have is real or. Fake I mean, or they they change they change the format. They tweak it a little bit year on year. Uh, I haven't watched the show in a few years, so I'm not sure exactly where they are right now. But <laughs> you are competing with other people. There is a love love question to it. There's there's a competitive angle to it, of course. Um, and the and the games and the tasks are designed around romance and being mm. naughty and and yeah. things like that. Like so there's, always a, there's <laughs> always a pool. There's always a pool. <laughs> there's a pool task. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> there's, there's usually chocolate sauce in 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 every in every season. Some, yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> sounds good. Cool. Yeah, is, is that the most fun show you've done? Like out of the fun? No, I mean for me, the fun was on roadies when we used to get to hang out because the the crew mm. are like family. So hanging mm. out with them for a month and traveling with them that was the fun. Doing the show itself is you know it's it's a show. It's it's a it's yeah. a gig. You mm. you roll up, you put your makeup on, you you make sure you do the things that mm. you're supposed to do. So it's mm. not really fun as such. The show that I loved the most was MTV Select, which I did for eleven years, which was just stand in front of a camera and play requests for callers who called in and yeah. and spoke about how much they loved the Backstreet Boys or um, Aqua. <laughs> and uh, Celine Dion, my heart will go on. My God, the number of times <laughs> that song got played, I want to jump off the Titanic myself for the end of it. It was horrible. But you guys have started DJing now. Yes, I've been DJing for like eight years now. I s- that started before. And you're playing at Supersonic this year. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Thanks Thank to you. Thank you so much for getting that done. <laughs> 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 I mean, <that> <laughs> 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 he's talking this out too much, bro. Today, no management. I saw, I saw what you guys did at at the house party, and it just looked like so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, we have a new stage at Supersonic uh, this year, being programmed by uh, Freak, which is the club in yeah. in, uh, mm. in Pune, and they're just doing a stage of just like fun music and and like yeah. fun times. And I spoke to the person who was programming the stage, and I said, you know, we should we should try and put these guys on, and they were like, yes, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. An hour on Saturday, 
Um, I think you're going up against Diplo. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I would leave know, the center room to watch Diplo. <laughs> it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun because we did the house party tour. We did one in August when we had mm. like we moved to Bombay in June, and then we were like, okay, let's do some. We, we hadn't done any gigs in Bombay. All our gigs we were, only in were all in Pune. Then we were like, you know what? Let's just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And then. we knew that the people who are going to come for this are people who watch us so they know something about us we were like we'll make it like a house party like whoever wants to come just show up and even the music is so house party like because it starts with like a house set mm-hmm. where everyone's just warming up then we like i play a hip hop set then we end the night with bollywood that's when like you know there is always that phase in a house party where bollywood music starts so it's just like it came together mm. and yeah, then we did it it fit perfectly i feel yeah and that's that's what we did again with in four cities because that's where fun. that's where i played my first i think 10 to 15 dj sets at house parties where our friends would throw a party and they'd ask me to dj and it's if you like keep doing this consistently you have mm-hmm. no idea how big you guys are going to be in 3 years time mm-hmm. in that space in specifically in this space specifically mm-hmm. in the music genre that you've spoken about and keeping things open format Yeah. Don't yeah. get too serious with the music. Make sure everybody can sing along and have fun with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because I can see music moving in that direction of of being more open format, being more down tempo and low key. It's not just about high energy. It's not about lasers and confetti mm-hmm. and and smoke and fire. It's about being a part of a community. And you already have the community. I think belonging to uh, a tribe and being a part of a culture mm-hmm. is more important than being on in front of the biggest stage mm-hmm. at a music festival. which is why i think that what you're doing since you already have the community and you and you're building the culture around what you do on the podcast this is going to win like massively win as long as you keep doing it consistently and you keep yeah. doing it to a certain level of excellence yeah. mm. well finding your <coughs> tribe has always been like ever since people were a thing it's always been there and i don't think it'll ever go away True. now it's in the form of online communities but before that it was like i, I think we may have spoken about this briefly last year as well where i said that you know for the past 10 years marketers have been talking about the experience it's all about yeah. the experience yeah. and you know brands would come and say we want to create an experience and i'm not saying the experience has gone away the experience is still very much a, f- a crucial part of whatever it is that you're offering but i think culture is now as important as experiences whether it's sneaker culture whether it's podcast mm. culture whether it's culture of being uh, of a certain age watching a certain kind of movies or 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 tv shows um and that is why i think what you guys are doing is is very mm. interesting because it's kind of sits at the intersection of of all of these things you've got the music yeah. you've got the experience you've got culture you've got a bunch of um relatively decent looking boys kind of young you. kind of <laughs> you know, take that as a shame, right? all, of, all of that all of that pushes pushes the envelope in the right uh, direction splits yeah. <laughs> we need one more phone call <laughs> uh, yeah but no you see that even with the biggest artists right now who are selling out shows they all have that community aspect mm-hmm. i think yeah. fred again fred has again, nailed like, the community aspect like yeah. he's you told me i think he's got a discord yeah. that he so goes on and talks to that's people that's how he like that's how he became fred again he used to be very interactive on discord he dropped like he gave his pen drive to someone and he's like just upload all these songs and it's on discord like his original songs you don't have to buy them nothing It's all on his Discord his channel. His record label must love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think these must have been his. Fucking just Fred again, up. man. Fir se pendrive de diye. Fred, yaar. That's where the name comes from. That's where it comes from. No, but he is a genius. Like, uh, I feel he's really captured the market. But I think they're making the money now. I oh, think just, he's... Just hang on a second. Yeah. I just need to confirm with my wife that I'm picking my daughter up from school. Okay. It's, it's that time <laughs> because the 2.10 call is... Are you going to school? Yes, I'm going to school to pick her up. Yeah, I'll be done in about ten minutes, and then I'll go to school. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in BKC, close by. Okay. Address leak. It's okay. Okay, got it. Straight to art class. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> What time was school? You know? Three. Did you yeah. like get yelled at or? No, something? bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 in a marriage. Who ever gets yelled at in a marriage? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody, man. It's just it's, <laughs> it's honey and sunflowers and sunshine. There's no yelling and screaming ever. 
could have been. I feel like it's... Okay. We get it. Pride. I mean, deserved, man. Yeah, that was a beautiful set. Well freaking deserved. That was a very good set. I wasn't even into music like that when we saw that set. But we were just like... We were all in that zone where we're like, what is happening around us? Like, this is like... Like everyone is dialed in and it's the like thing is he kept he switching. He was so dialed in yeah. at, at, after his after set at the Blue Frog mm-hmm. that he played, he was yeah. in tears. He was in tears after he finished the set. He had never seen that kind of love and that intensity in a room. And it was a small yeah. room. I mean, it, it was, was a very was small room. Arguably the tiniest room that he'd played in for, for a very long time. Yeah. But the intensity in that room was, mm-hmm. it was like a physical force. I could feel it. He could feel it. Yeah. Oh. No, I remember his set very clearly because he switched from like Eric Pritz to Prida to Sirezdi back to Eric Pritz and yeah. the visuals kept changing with it and I don't think like people understood but when you see it like suddenly turn green you know he's Sir SD is but playing but a lot him. of people who really follow his music yeah. they understood they understood you know, for, like for only them, those there was people such a understood. seminal gig. it was I think it was one of the most beautiful gigs that year itself was too good yeah, yeah. no I'm looking forward to this yeah. weekend yeah. this weekend more of, a lot more of, of fun. the same oh, you know people keep talking about lineups 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 I think we spoke about this last yeah, time I was like the lineup is Obviously, you're going there to watch artists, but like, I can't think of any music festivals that I've been to that haven't been fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there is a festival happening and you have time, you have mm. money, I guess. Go. Just go. Just go do it. Yeah. And, and if you, and Either if you really want to talk about lineup, <laughs> yes, we've had bigger lineups in the past, but For we've sure. got the Midnight, we've got Diplo doing the after party, uh, Major Laser, Adam Bear, Yotto, Patrice Parmel, the 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 techno lineup is, is insane. Hamdi, who plays oh yeah, fantastic bass music. Yeah. I'm very excited to um, see him. King has just built, again, when you're talking yeah. about building King. communities mm. around around what you do as, as yeah. a passion or your art, like how you guys have built your community. King has built this fabulous community around him and his music. And he's going to be headlining day one. So there's there's a lot on offer. Mm. You just need to step out of your freaking house, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk down the road and come. Yeah. It's an experience. And yeah. it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah Supersonic has never disappointed. So like quite genuine. And now we... All we have like a group that we go to festivals with and it's just like everyone knows the drill. Like everyone knows exactly yeah. what to do, what time to be where. Mm. And it's just if you like... you get lost, where to find each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get In lost, you're not finding anyone. For no, us no, no, though, it's a lot of fun. Like I'm not going to lie, ever since we've kind of become popular also, <laughs> you're just like walking around. Everyone knows you. Everyone's like... Because a festival is like where our audience is. Yeah. yeah. Like that... 16 to 24, 25 bracket. Sweet spot. They're all there. <laughs> yeah, but this time... <laughs> this time <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, sorry. At Supersonic, you guys are going to have artist bands. Okay. Oh, wow. So you're, yes. that, that's going to be a different level of access for the festival. Yeah. Yes. You can literally Let's go, go. Mm. practically anywhere yeah. except into the production areas. Mm. Done. We've made it. Fun. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> this is going to be fun. From last year to this. Bro, honestly... Trajectory like, has I'm, been... I'm going to say very genuinely... I. We both, I think we always wanted to be on a supersonic lineup. At least I wanted to be. I don't no, know about you. <laughs> like, like, you know, for me, it was always a very big thing. But thank you so much for making that happen for the two of Cut us. Cut to you playing at stage and three people in front of you. One of them is me. That's perfectly fine. At I least they're on the line. line. And that girl he's seeing. It's just the three of us. It's just the three of us. like, is the auto coming? No, but this is a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing this again. Thanks for having me, man. You're always welcome. Same time again next year? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I think we'll see you directly on the weekend. For sure. I'm going to go to the school run now. Thanks, Tom. Let's go. Thank you again. See you. Thank you. Take care. Ah, see you. Uh, Thank you so cut. much. Ish. Unfortunately, can't hang it on and. Yeah, no worries. No.